difficult, 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 uh-huh. What's your name, girl? Oh, my name's Katie Frame. What's your name? <laughs> Marie Cecile Anderson. Uncle This is the Difficult Women Podcast. I feel like I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Katie bought this thing that wraps around her head while she podcasts. It's pretty... It's. I see the corner of her eye. It, uh, it's great. That makes it sound like I, I have like a microphone strapped to my head. <laughs> but I, I don't. I kind of wish I did, but I don't. I'd be like walking around the house. Yeah, she's <laughs> just so walking great. around, yeah, folding laundry. Dump. Yep. Yeah. T- t- yep. <laughs> <laughs> but what a week, Katie. What a week. What, what a week. week. Bill Cosby. Oh. What right. happened? I was like, what? <laughs> I was, I've been very busy. <laughs> okay. Yes. No. I haven't. I I've know. had like the opposite. I've just been stewing all week between Bill Cosby and then Brittany and then Richardson. My girl. I know, Shikari. I yeah. am so sad about that. I'm so mad about that. I'm so mad about that. I but hope she still gets to... They say they, they give her like 30 days or something, and it, it, she might still be able to do the Olympics. I don't know. I, I don't know what the latest is. You know, <sighs> sometimes I like to smoke weed and go for a little jog, and that jog turns into a little walk to the ice cream shop. You know, it's not... Yeah. <laughs> it's not it does, a, it does. a performance enhancing. No. Well, the other thing is, like, there was all that stuff with Phelps, that <clears throat> dumbass swimmer. <laughs> he, oh, like, yeah. well, what did he do? He, like, trashed his hotel. I mean, he did all these things that are, like, not Olympian-like. Mm-hmm. And everyone was, like, turning, you know, turning their other way. Like, oh, it's fine. Don't We won't punish him too much for that. Like, whatever. But, you know, so if you're, like, a big old straight white man, then everybody's like, it's okay. Don't worry right. about it. But God forbid you're, like, a you know, high-achieving black woman. Right. Forget about it. Yep. Yep. There's a problem. Yeah. Uh, well, so here to help us not eat our feelings. Yes. <laughs> this <exactly>. week. <laughs> we have a very special guest. The most wonderful and delightful lady, uh, Caitlin Setzer. Welcome. Hi. hi. Hello. So it's funny how to introduce you because we know you first and foremost through comedy. Yes. In New York City. Yes. And uh, now, and and now you're a therapist. Yes, yeah. Now I'm a therapist. So I was always a social worker, even when I was doing comedy stuff in New York City. Um, but in the past year, I became sort of a full time therapist in private practice, and so that's my that's my life now. That's my bread and butter. Wow, that's so exciting! Yeah, and from New York City, you've moved to Buffalo. Yes, yeah. Also from New York City, moved to Buffalo. It was a pandemic move. We wanted some play, and it turns out a climate change move. Uh, oh, not ah, to brag, yes. but we're having mm-hmm. a high of seventy-five today, which is <laughs> oh, <laughs> really cool. nice. Uh, that's Survi- survivable. It's amazing. It is survivable <laughs> up here. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I know where I'm going in the apocalypse. <laughs> I know. Come on up. I mean, it is really people are like, yeah, we're a climate refugee city. You know, wow. That's what oh, we are planning man. for up here. And uh, y'all should start thinking about it because it might be coming. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to move to Portland. I love the heat. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, no. I'm not going to do that uh, to our Portland friends. We feel you. <laughs> um, and what's the name of your podcast? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I 
co-hosted and co-produced a podcast called Work It Out uh, with my friend Megan Meadows. We're on a hiatus, but we are going to be coming back. And Work It Out is a body positive fitness podcast hosted by two people with no formal training in fitness. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm also working on a project with comedian Jim Santangeli called Big and Talk, uh, which is- I love Jim. I love him. That'll be real good. I'm excited. I mean, and the and the work it out one is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, both both you guys were on it, and your episodes were fabulous. And I'm so happy to be here. I was over the moon when you asked me to come on. Well, thank you for joining us. So, Katie and I talk about uh, our diets, like when Endlessly. we get together. <laughs> yeah, that's all we talk. About. Yep, yep, like, yep, yep, yep. How do we do this? <laughs> how do we lose weight? And and Katie yeah. and I like it's been really fun to have a girlfriend to hold yourself accountable through the years. We've done all different types of things together or separately. You know, I mean, whole thirty. We we did like a year apart, or um, we did tone it up this workout program from Los Angeles, and like, but we're constantly trying to lose weight and diet and get fit. And fit mm-hmm. the mold and work on our self-esteem and, well, you know, all, all the stuff. And even be healthy. I mean, even if it just comes down to, like, how do we be more healthy? And like right. that, it's such a struggle in this Western world we live in. Um, so help us, Kaylin. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, in addition to being a therapist, what, I, what I'm here to talk about is intuitive eating. I'm in training Mm -hmm. to become a certified intuitive eating counselor. I've practiced intuitive eating for three and Mm -hmm. a half years, but I just want to say, you know, before I sort of talk about like what it is and why I think it's really important to to talk about in this society is that I've, I've been exactly where you guys are describing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't know, like my diet, my first diet was probably when I was seven years old, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. in third grade, second grade, something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And for some reason, I just had it in my head that I was too big. And so I asked my mom if I could go on a diet. And back then everyone was like, diets are healthy and good. So she was like, sure, let's go on a diet together. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, just constant dieting and the same thoughts of how do I get thin? How do I shrink my body? How do I get healthy? How do I love myself? Um, On and on and on and on until I sort of discovered this different framework. So I've, I've been there. It is so confusing. It's so challenging. And I'm so Mm -hmm. excited to talk about, I'm so excited to talk about all of it. (laughs) Very cool. I love it. I'm excited to hear. Yeah. So like, have you guys, heard of intuitive eating i'm always curious to hear what people have heard if they've heard of it at all and like what they know about it the only thing i know and i don't know if this is the same thing but like sort of like mindful eating which i've sort of in in you know in a very casual way have kind of like tried to practice and i think that even within that scope i kind of get how this can be a really useful thing because it's just sort of being more aware of like what you're eating even just sort of sitting down and having a meal as opposed to like being on the run Mm. or don't grab the bag of chips like see how many you're eating or something like that like (laughs) that's about as like far as I've gotten with that because it is weirdly confusing right like yeah I don't like I mean why should it be back in the day you're like oh there's a berry I'll eat it or whatever and like and now it's like oh I have can eat so many I can have this sugar covered berry or this like you know jalapeno flavored berry like I you just like so I don't know 
We need help. Yeah. Well, I keep hearing food freedom. Yes. That term. Yes. Like food freedom. And I, I mean. Well, I've never heard that. Yes. Yeah. And so, but it's like, okay, what does that mean? So I have been like studying kind of like just what is my relationship to food and I am and I journal what I eat and I try to track mm-hmm. my calories and like mm-hmm. but and I've really I'm an emotional eater but my problem is I will eat when I'm celebrating and I will eat when I'm depressed mm-hmm. and it's both things of and it is food is like I mean I get up out of bed in the morning and the first thing I think of is like what do I what fun thing am I going to eat today mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that I I just need a healthier relationship with food, yes. just simply simply like that. So that's why I'm so excited to talk to you because we've discussed this a lot, um, and you're a professional, <laughs> so it's like it's great. Usually we've been getting a little bit of pushback lately on uh, just two girls reading shit on the internet. So here you that's go. What we do though. I mean, that's what we do. I'm, that's I'm, what we I, do. That that's is, what we do. Sorry. Yes, that is what we do. And some of some of uh, look, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about intuitive eating on the internet. Some of this is taken from the internet, but most of this is taken from trainings, mm-hmm. peer-reviewed books, scientific mm-hmm. journals. So yeah, so you're both you're both correct in a way. Like mindful eating is a part of intuitive eating and food freedom is a part of intuitive mm-hmm. eating. It mm-hmm. often gets characterized as that thing you do where you eat when you're hungry and you stop when you're full. Mm -hmm. But that is a that misses a lot of it. So Mm -hmm. uh, one of the founders of intuitive eating, Evelyn Triboli, she like and uh, Elise Resch, they like to define it as a self-care eating framework that is Mm. decidedly anti-diet, weight neutral and social justice aligned. So Hmm. there's like some good news in the framework of intuitive eating. And there's also some news which can feel really hard to hear at first. I was talking to you Mm. a little bit about this yesterday, Marie. I don't know if you guys (laughs) want to hear like the good news first or like the, the hard news first about the ideas of intuitive eating and what it is. Let's lean lay, into good. Lay it on us. Yeah. Lay whatever way you think we need to go. <laughs> so the good news is, right? The good news is, is that it is a evidence-based practice. There are over 120 scientific peer-reviewed studies that show that intuitive eating has health benefits, sustainable health benefits for your mental health, for your physical health. I can say personally, my personal experience is that it has been transformative from someone who was dieting Mm. since she was seven. I gave up diets three and a half years ago. I don't weigh myself. I don't stress about food. Yes. I, I go up and down, right? Mm -hmm. We live in a diet culture and I'll talk more about what that means later, but you know, like sometimes I'll, I, sometimes I have diet thoughts, but But overall, my relationship with food and my body has turned 180 degrees. I was stressed about a lot of things during the pandemic. Gaining weight was not one of them. Mm. Eating was not one of them. Um, Mm. Exercise was not one of them. I have a consistent relationship with exercise. There are Mm. times where I crave sweets and I eat sweets. There are times where I crave like fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. and whole grains and I eat those. And 
you know, and, and so that's the good news, right? The good mm -hmm. news is that it, you gain so much, right? You know, I practice eating mindfully and I practice food freedom. The bad news or the news that is hard, and I think the news that people get caught up in is that I did not lose weight on this. Mm -hmm. I'll probably never lose weight. And for mm -hmm. intuitive eating to really, really work, you, you sort of have to give up the idea that you're going to pursue weight loss mm -hmm. because it, the reason intuitive eating was created was because the founders, two registered dietitians, were in like the 70s and 80s working with clients who were trying to lose weight. And over and over and over again, it wasn't working. They were like, this can't be just the clients, right? Mm -hmm. These people are successful. They're high functioning. They achieve their goals. They follow our plans. Why do they keep regaining the weight over and over and mm -hmm. over again? The yo-yo dieting, the, the weight cycling. Mm -hmm. um, they started doing research. This really phenomenal book, Health at Every Size by um, Lindo Bacon, um, really influenced their work. And um, I don't know if you've heard that term, health at every size either. Mm, no. All right. Um, wow. But, it, but it, they really started realizing that focusing on weight loss is actually bad for your health. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I mean, I could see that, right? Because a lot of the means in which we try to lose weight, it's like we're just like jumping through hoops, you know, try to force something. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I wonder about, I mean, some people might lose a little bit of, at least some of that unhealthy weight that like the McDonald's weight. You might oh, lose some of your McDonald's weight. Here's the weight thing. You, so here's, here's, so? here's the thing. So since the 1950s, there has not been any consistent scientific study that shows that um, intentional weight loss is maintainable. It has mm. diets, uh, all diets, no matter how mild they are or intense, they have a 95% failure rate. Oh. Is the average? Right. Is that? <laughs> Don't turn. So uh, this is why wow. I'm saying like there's there's some <laughs> hard. Well, fuck news. It, we're just gonna eat all for all the French fries. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Honestly, you guys, when I started sort of like looking into the research, I'm like, I feel insane. I feel like mm. this is like a 9/11 truth thing. But I swear to God, go <laughs> go online right now and Google do diets work, and what you will find mm. is that they will say no, they don't. A lot of things will say, but you should still try and pursue weight loss, like, but diets don't work, but still try and pursue weight loss. But intuitive eating and health at every size is a paradigm is like, no way. <laughs> don't mm. try it. Don't try it. We, we can focus on healthy behaviors in different ways. So, uh, so I, I was sort of shaking my head when you were like, some people might lose a little bit of weight. Um, and that made me think of health at every size. And that was something mm -hmm. you guys haven't heard of. Mm -hmm. So not, I mean, no. Yeah. So no. it's health at every size. Sometimes it's called Haze, H-A-E-S. Um, and it was this research book created by this person, Lindo Bacon, now gender nonconforming, was identifying as a woman back then. Um, I like that her last name is Bacon. I know. <laughs> PhD, Dr. Bacon. I used to like, I'm always what? like, Dr. Linda Bacon, Dr. Lindo Bacon. Yeah. She's like, eat some bacon if you feel like you need to. Yes. Yeah. Love oh. it. <laughs> so Dr. Bacon was, you know, like all of us obsessed with losing weight. Um, got their PhD in like metabolic, you know, like studying our metabolism because mm -hmm. it was like, we have to be able to figure this out. We're getting mm -hmm. bigger as a country. We have to be able to figure this mm -hmm. out. And 
their research showed uh, that it, again, it's just like diets don't work. So it was like Lindo Bacon, there was this other scientist, Tracy Mann, who works at the University of Minnesota. They wrote this book, Secrets from the Eating Lab. They've done some phenomenal work sort of explaining why diets don't work. There's sort of three main reasons. So the first is that when we have food and it's like we restrict it, like anytime we restrict anything, it becomes like more tempting. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, uh-huh. that like purse that's too expensive, right? Or, you know, shoes or whatever, like mm-hmm, that, right. that person who's in a relationship, you know, like mm-hmm. when they were single, you didn't like them. And then they start dating someone and you're like, uh oh. Um, and, <laughs> you know, like it's this, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's this thing called thought suppression theory, you know, like if you tell someone, don't think of a pink elephant. Mm. can't not think of it. So, so mentally when we diet food becomes more appealing, it becomes more appealing. And this is like Mm. in our brain, this isn't anyone's lack of willpower. So then there's also two physical or biological things that happen when the body starts losing weight, we have a hormonal shift. So the hormones that tell us we're hungry increase and the Mm. hormones that tell us we're full decrease. So once we start losing weight, our hormones want to slow that down. And Mm. this makes sense evolutionary, right? And the next part is something that I think a lot of us have heard about, which is our metabolism. Our metabolism also Mm -hmm. slows down as soon as the body starts losing weight. Because from a body's point of view, it can't tell the difference between a diet and a famine. And we have Mm. survived, you know, multiple famines as a species because because our body has these mechanisms. So what happens is we start losing weight, food becomes more appealing, our hormones send us mixed signals and our metabolism slows down. We're more sluggish, we're more tired. Um, We don't process food as much. Uh, And this also happens with over-exercise. So there's some types of disordered eating that have to do with over-exercise as well. Uh, and, and so, and your body's sort of like in a panic mode and it's like, we have to gain the weight back as quickly as possible. And a lot of times the body's like, you know what, let's put on even more weight. Something like Mm -hmm. two thirds of diets are predictive of not only people gaining the weight back in a, in the one to five year period, but predictive of like up to two thirds of dieters gaining more weight back than mm. where you were when you started yes, the diet. Yes, heard That's that what happened sure, at yeah. Whole30. Yeah. I did Whole30. Whole30 was such a mind fuck. That's how I would explain that diet. And I was doing it because, you know, I wanted to reset my life and like, you know, it was a new year, new me, you know, whatever. But it was the most restrictive thing I've ever done with like just taking everything I loved about my life and saying, no, you can't have it. And then it, I could not believe how much it ruled my life. Yeah. It was, I mean, just social engagement, just everything. It was all food all the time. So I lost 10 pounds. And then I think I gained 20 back (laughs) over the, like, several months. When I did it, I don't even think I lost much weight at all. It was almost like, it became like a torture thing where I was like, but it was also like a, like a, 
I'm going to do this just because I said I would as opposed to anything in, you right. know useful. And I, and we were on tour like a dumbass when, when I did mine. And we were very lucky that one of our places that we stopped at, they gave us a hotel that had like a kitchenette. But I remember packing just like cans and cans of chicken <laughs> because I couldn't eat anything. You couldn't go anywhere and I think we went to one restaurant Marie like so lovely lovingly like found this place she's like I think you can eat stuff here and then they cooked everything in soy oil and I mean I couldn't eat anything on the whole 30 diet there I think I was like I'll just have this piece of lettuce I guess it was like so awful it was so awful and I didn't really like I learned I didn't learn anything I don't know I don't know because I don't I don't think I have a lot I personally am not a very allergic person I think it can be a useful and that diet people are using to lose weight and really I think it's more about allergies like people that need to figure out am I having a gluten aller or whatever I don't know but I'm not allergic to that stuff particularly so it didn't really change anything for me like I wasn't like oh yeah yeah no I did the milk, whole I, you know? yeah I did the whole 32 you know and and then here's sort of here's the thing about that right is like diet culture normalizes all of these behaviors, which are really wild, right? Like yeah. I did it, you know, when I was working at this after school program and we would go on these camping trips. And so I like, yeah, had to pack my own food. And I felt it was insane. It was like wild because mm -hmm. you can't experience the joy of sharing a meal with your friends, you know, or sharing a meal with like the campers. And it's like this weird sort of isolating thing. But mm -hmm. our society is like, good for you. Congratulations. Right. And and here's the thing that's sort of been really interesting. Um, I'm reading this book called Anti-Diet by Christy Harrison. She has an awesome podcast called Food Psych. She does, she's a huge intuitive eating uh, influencer person. But it, dieting, because it's sort of getting harder and harder to ignore that diets don't work. So now there's sort of all of these sneaky ways that diets are pretending they're not diets, you know? So it, a lot of times it is sort of framed in the, this is for our allergies, or this is like a reset, mm. or this is like to clear out toxins. Mm -hmm. But if you wouldn't do it, if you knew you weren't going to lose weight, like, you know what I mean? Like if Whole30 right. was like, you're mm -hmm. actually going to gain weight on this. If Whole30, like, right. you wouldn't, do, you it, wouldn't no. do it. You wouldn't do it. If Whole30 <laughs> was like, you will absolutely figure out which foods you're allergic to. You're going to have more energy. You're going to feel good, but you will 100% gain weight. People wouldn't do it. And if that's, mm -hmm. if that's something that you realize, you know, when you're sort of asking, well, is this a diet or is this a lifestyle? If if there's no guarantee that you'll lose weight, if there's even the possibility that you might gain weight, um, would you do it? Mm. So it, it's a very, yeah, it's sort of like a, a really tricky thing because now all of these diet, like Weight Watchers isn't Weight Watchers, it's WW. Why is that? It's because we know diets don't work. We know Weight Watchers doesn't work. <laughs> <gasps> oh my God, don't tell my mother. I know, I'm sorry. Oh God. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm, yeah. So this is, sometimes I get really nervous talking about this because it's, it's, it's very different from the culture that I grew up in. Right. And it's really different from for all of us. I mean, I think, the, but this is the kind of information people need to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I don't mean to jump if you have more you want to get into, but I'm just so curious and like, what is, intuitive eating then or how, what is the sort of idea then around that and what is the pur purpose of it yes yeah so so the idea of intuitive 
intuitive eating is to really and truly develop a healthy relationship with food and your body. Mm. So mm. it's called a self-care eating framework because there's not really any rules on it, but there are 10 guiding principles. So again, it often gets distilled to it's where you eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. And that is part of it. But like there's all of these other things. So there's the first one is reject the diet mentality. That's sort of like mm -hmm. what we were talking about, you know, like diets don't work. Um, pursuing weight loss doesn't work. So reject the diet mentality to honor your hunger. A lot of oh. times when we think we're emotionally eating, it's because we're actually restricting our food. You're not eating mm. enough during the day. You get hangry and cranky. Mm -hmm. You get mm -hmm. sad. What is an appropriate, natural, healthy way to soothe, your soothe yourself? Absolutely. It's with food. And if your body is hungry, your body wants to eat. So honor your hunger is the second one. Um, make peace with food is the mm. third one. Learn how, I know. <laughs> how do you, I mean, go ahead. Kate. Yeah, go ahead, Marie. <laughs> how do you, how do you make peace with food? I mean, really, I have struggled. Like, I don't, I think my first diet was maybe I was 11 years old when people started calling me Bigfoot. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll start drinking slim fast every day and not eat real food, just drink slim fast. And it's like, my relationship with, with food is horrible. I'll be the first to say it. It's really unhealthy. It's, I, I do not have a good relationship with food. I love food. I hate food. <laughs> it's like the extremes of it. So I don't know even where to begin. And I don't mean, to, I just am curious about this too, because do they, do they um, acknowledge that like the Western diet is also like, especially in parts of America, like just extremely mm -hmm. unhealthy. And it, it's sort of also, while we have a diet culture, there's also a glamorized overeating culture. Like I remember being on a, I was trying to go visit my mother in France and there were these like, uh, they were Finnish, these Finnish men were like getting on the plane and they all had cowboy hats on and I was like what's happening here and because we were in the United States so they were like oh we just went on a trip on route 66 and I was like well what was it like for you to be in America like what what do you what did you gather from it and they're like that's a crazy place people <laughs> eat like crazy and he was telling me about um they were telling me about this restaurant they went to called like heart attack burger and they're like the theme of the restaurant was a hospital and the idea was you were going to eat this hamburger and then die mm -hmm. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's like a very, that is a very American concept, <laughs> right? Like eat until you die and then we're going to give you your meal for free. Yes. Mm. Like, you know, things like that. So I think that that also doesn't help with, that's got to be the opposite of intuitive eating, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because, um, so, so there's like the other, it, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So I much. did not no, mean no, to it, interrupt you. No, there's so much like there is like the final principle. Number 10 is, you know, honor your health with gentle nutrition. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, that's, oh, I love a, that. that's a part of this. Right. So I think a lot of times people hear the first three, right. Like reject the diet mentality, honor your hunger, 
make peace with food. And they're like, that's it. You're telling everyone to go gain lots of weight. You hate mm-hmm. thin people. You love fat people. You want everyone to be fat. And it's like, that's not it. That's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Wait just mm-hmm. a second. The fourth principle, challenge mm-hmm. the food police, right? So the food police is things like the whole 30, or it's like these elimination mm-hmm. diets. It's, you know, it's the thing that makes it so that fat is demonized one decade and then carbs are demonized the second, like mm-hmm. the next decade, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, discover oh, the satisfaction factor is principle number five. Learn how to fucking feel satisfied with food, mm. right? Feel your fullness is number mm. six, right? So again, for those of us who struggle, I was someone who would often overeat. I could mm-hmm. never tell when I was hungry or full learn how to feel your fullness, right? And, oh, go ahead, Katie, yeah. Can I ask yeah. about the satisfaction, this number five? Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, do they, when they see, mean satisfied, do they mean, do you mean like, do you mean like just enjoying the food or do you mean, is there something more, that, for some reason that feels like a nebulous concept to me, but like, because I mean, because then I'm also thinking about the horrible meals that I eat that like don't even taste good, but not even for diets because I'm like rushing or something. Right. So it's like so it's me also just sitting and enjoying whatever you're eating at any given moment. Yeah, absolutely. Right, just no, it's totally. And it's all it is all sort of nebulous on purpose. Right. Because mm. what's going to be intuitive for me is not going to be intuitive for you. Mm-hmm. These are not rules. They're meant to be nebulous so that you get to sort of explore what works for you, what your body wants on any given day. And yes, the satisfaction factor is a combination of eating delicious foods, eating foods where you physically feel satisfied afterwards. You know, like, again, I love eating salads for lunch, which is something Mm -hmm. I never thought would be true in the past. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel satisfied with. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't deprive my salads. I make them fucking awesome salads with like cheese and dressing, but also a shit ton of vegetables. You know, I feel satisfied Mm -hmm. and you know, there is a focus in intuitive eating on what might be getting in the way of your satisfaction. If Mm. you are in this capitalist rat race and Mm. you are overworked and underpaid and you are gobbling down your meals because you're stressed out and you don't have time, maybe the problem is not you not having enough willpower to, you know, quote unquote, be good on your diet. The problem is this system that you're running through that does not give you good enough time, like enough time to uh, actually take care of yourself. So there's discussions about that as well, right? Yeah, that's definitely one of my biggest issues with food is that like, there's so many, so many moments in my life where I'm rushing out the door and I'm grabbing whatever I can or I'll order something from a restaurant that's like, not even good. Like, I don't, I don't even enjoy eating it. It's not even like, oh, I'm just going to order my favorite thing. And even if it's 1000 million calories, it's like sometimes I'm just eating to survive, but then not. And then I'm making bad choices because and just even in terms of not only bad choices of like terms of like health, but bad choices, even that like, I don't even like this. Yes. Like, what am I, you know, mm. that's so, and, and it, it is, I get that. Fuck capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes back to capitalism. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, there's this thing called habituation where um, when you have enough of something, it's no longer like uh, forbidden and enticing. Hmm. So 
before when I was dieting, I could never reach that because I was always distracted by my guilt um, Mm -hmm. or I was restricting a food, right? But, Mm -hmm. you know, it is wild to me to be a person in this day and age that like will sit down and eat half a bagel and I'm then I'm genuinely asking myself, do I want the other half? I can have it if I want it. And if I'm hungry, I actually don't want it. It's, it's mm-hmm. wild to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was never mm-hmm. the person that I was. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, I'm the kind of person that gets two bagels. You get two bagels and you two eat, bagels you eat them and both. I eat them all day long. Yeah. And I want <laughs> it's like, it's my bagel day. <laughs> and I want to be clear, right? You know, like I, I didn't yeah. lose weight on this, you know, like I, yeah. I didn't lose weight. I didn't lose weight. I, I started intuitive eating before my wedding. I didn't lose weight for mm. my wedding. You know, it, it's not. It, and if anyone is telling you intuitive eating is going to help you lose weight, they're probably not that's the one thing, that's the one way in which you can't do it right. You know, if you're actively mm-hmm. telling people this is a guarantee to make you lose weight, it probably, they're probably not super well trained in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was another, there were some more principles. Yes, please. I yes, did please. Uh, seven you. is cope with your emotions with kindness. So Mm -hmm. that, so while there's a recognition that there's a large portion of our emotional eating, which is often Mm -hmm. related to restriction, actually, right? When we're hungry and malnourished, we're going to be more emotional. There are a lot of us who are eating for emotional reasons and that is okay. I want to be really clear. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of this sort of framework is that eating a lot, being in bigger bodies, health, like you can pursue health at every size. It is okay Mm -hmm. to be big. It's okay to overeat. Um, but, and right. Sometimes I would overeat and it wouldn't feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it's also a matter of, you know, like coping with your emotions with kindness, because if you're using food to punish yourself or soothe your emotions, start finding new tools to do that, you know, and intuitive eating sort of helps you walk through that. Eight is respect your body. So that has to do with sort of, you know, accepting our biological, you know, genetic Mm -hmm. blueprint, right? Like I've always been a thick girl with a big butt. Like that's just who I'm going to be. I have cellulite that's not going away. So like accept that, respect Mm -hmm. your body, Um, Mm -hmm. movement, feel the difference, Exercise is super important for Mm -hmm. our health. Um, But when we exercise for the sole purpose of losing weight, it can get really damaged. There's just Mm -hmm. less positive outcomes. If you are moving in ways that help you connect with your body and like in ways that you love, um, you're going to have much better long-term health outcomes. Mm. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then number 10 is honor your health with gentle nutrition. So, you know, on whole 30 and in a lot of these sort of resets that I would try, it was like, carbs are bad. Carbs are bad. And I was like, yes, you're right. Carbs are bad. Yes. I feel bad when I'm on carbs. I hate it. Right. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. that I, I sort of knew deep down at the time that that wasn't true. You know, Mm -hmm. like in my head, I was like, but when I eat a bagel with cream cheese in the morning, I feel full and energized through lunch. Mm -hmm. I feel really good. I feel good. 
Mm-hmm. So why am I telling myself I don't, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's all of that messaging. So it's like, we all have different different n- nutritional needs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, it's so mm-hmm. complicated. There's like so many factors that go into, you know, like how different bodies process different nutrients and different types of foods. But, you know, I'm absolutely someone who loves gluten and carbohydrates and it's really important for my body to get those things. Um, mm-hmm. I process them well. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. those are the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Wow. That's it so really, fascinating. It, it's really self-care. Yeah. It's like, that's, I mean, it's just what a concept. It's it's all love yeah. for yourself. <laughs> Well, and it's, it's so funny that you're that that's like it is so mind blowing. And you're like, because diet is all about like it feels so much like it's about punishing yourself mm-hmm. in some ways and not just punishing yourself. It's like, well, now this is what you get for being a fat fuck. You know what I mean? Like right. you have to suffer now because you don't fit our standards and you feel bad about yourself because you don't fit our standards. And so now you, you know, you will have to suffer. And that's kind of like, and then we're like, yes, we must suffer because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are intrinsically bad internally, yes. you know, but you're like, this mm-hmm. is crazy. So that's a crazy way to tell people. To I know, I know. And I, I think there are a lot of people, and if you're listening and this is like a thought you're having, I, again, I think there are a lot of people who are also really afraid of weight gain, right. And are mm-hmm. afraid mm-hmm. of, of fatness for the reasons you were just mentioning, Katie, like it's. Mm-hmm. If you're fat, the message has been, if you're fat, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're fat, you are putting yourself in danger. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to that and those thoughts resonate with you and you think I'm full of it, I understand, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I understand how these ideas are really, really new, but what I would ask you to be patient with is again, you just cannot find evidence that intentional weight loss, it doesn't matter if it's branded as a reset or a cleanse or a lifestyle or, you know, this new app Noom, they're like, we use Mm -hmm. cognitive behavioral Mm -hmm. therapy. Oh, I was using that for a while trying to figure it out, but I didn't, I don't lose any weight on it. (laughs) It is a diet. It's a diet, you know, because you're trying to lose weight. That's how you are measuring the success or failures if you lose or gain weight. And just statistically, diets don't work. So the next part of this, like the health at every size, which maybe would be like another episode, but it's sort of, there's a lot of evidence to show that like being fat in and of itself isn't Mm -hmm. nearly as dangerous to our health Mm -hmm. as people have said. So like the only thing I'll say about that, like really quickly is there's a correlation. Absolutely. Like being in a larger body and having poor health outcomes is connected, but that doesn't mean that the fat is causing the bad health outcomes. Mm. So Mm. people who ascribe to health at every size will often point to things like weight cycling, yo-yo dieting, like gaining Mm -hmm. and losing weight is actually harder on our system. If someone Mm. was just fat their whole life, the theory, you know, there's some evidence that shows like they're in a better place than someone who gains and loses a ton of weight over and over and over again. So Mm. weight cycling might be one of the reasons. Another Mm -hmm. theory is that like weight stigma and fat phobia are really, really harmful to people in larger bodies because Mm -hmm. people say things like, well, it's your fault. And Mm -hmm. doctors will say things like, 
you need to lose weight before we take your problem seriously. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of documented instances of fat people. And I say fat because it's a term that's sort of being pushed in like the fat acceptance movement. But sometimes I just say larger bodies because mm-hmm. um, I don't mm-hmm. identify as fat. I think I have, th- you know, I have thin privilege. I have body privilege, um, uh, mm-hmm. which means that I can, you know, go into any store and find clothes that fit me. And I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about like fitting into spaces and things like that. And I don't have to worry about my doctor saying like, I will not. I will not listen to you until you lose weight. Right. Um, so that's what thin, mm-hmm. that's what thin privilege is or body privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have that, you know, there's a lot of evidence that shows that you will avoid the doctor. And mm-hmm. when you go to the doctor, they won't take you seriously. So there's a lot of thoughts that says that might be the cause of some of the correlation between poor health outcomes and not. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you're like, this is, these ideas, Caitlin, are really dangerous and you're trying to get someone to be healthier or you're trying to get people to be unhealthy. The evidence doesn't show that, right? Like I understand that these ideas might seem really new, um, but they are really coming from a place of, we also just want this country and the people here to be healthier and happier. Um, And diets and intentional weight loss aren't aren't that way. They're not that way. But also like, and I'm sure this isn't the case necessarily for everybody, but like one of the things like when I am kind of on a diet, but a, a diet that's like kind of a one that I'm not unhappy on or whatever, uh, which would be more like a, some of the stuff like from Tone It Up, we talk about Tone It Up all the time, but some of those, some of those recipes are like atrociously horrible. <laughs> but like just the idea of like eating lean, green and clean, like I think my body when I am doing that and I'm making but I'm and I'm and I, when I'm not doing it like a hundred percent but I'm like generally eating that way like I find that my body is happy on like healthier foods so I wonder like in intuitive eating do they you say something about like gentle nutrition but like do they really encourage like you know like making sure you're getting like your vitamins and things like, and, and, and or are they like you know if you really want to have pizza every day then you have pizza every day or what is that is there any specific food philosophy or it sounds like there's not but is there a, a gentle nudging towards like <laughs> more whole foods and things like that or they just don't even they don't they don't even to touch that really <clears throat> right they mm-hmm. what they will say is um in when you're sort of working through some of the principles or trying to work through some of the principles, there will probably be a period where you will be encouraged to eat pizza every day, right? Mm. If that's what you want, right? You might, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. you might be encouraged to eat, eat it every day and then see how you feel. Eat Mm. it every day, but, you know, eat it and journal about it, but not for the calories, for the feelings, for the sensations, for the satisfaction factor, right? Mm. Right. And if you eat pizza every single day and by the end of it, right? Like by Friday, how satisfied are you going to be by that meal? So it, it sounds like, you know, what you were talking about, Katie, is that you will sort of notice there are moments where you can practice gentle nutrition and the satisfaction factor right? But intuitive eating doesn't say eat this food, not that Mm -hmm. food. 
because mm-hmm. there's just you. so much of that out there already, right? And again, this was designed by registered dietitians. So they're mm-hmm. not claiming that all mm-hmm. food is uh, nutritionally the same, mm-hmm. right? They they recognize that certain foods do different things for the body. But the stress that comes from what's called like nutritionism, like the obsession with making sure we get all of our vitamins and Mm, making sure mm -hmm. that we're eating clean Mm -hmm. probably has more of a negative health impact, right? Mm. For most of us, we're probably not at a risk of being so nutritionally deficient But if you are, right, the idea of this is that you start to notice that because you are paying attention to how your body feels and how satisfied you are after your meals. And I do, I'm a very strong believer that your body will tell you what it needs too. So if you, like you're saying, if you are nutritionally deficient, it'll be like, eat this apple, please quickly. (laughs) And you're like, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. No, I I get that. This is fascinating. So if someone wanted to get jump on this right away, like Mm -hmm. what are where do they start? And then what are they to expect their like day to day life to be moving forward, starting out at Samantha? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Great question. So I think there are a few excellent places to start. I think the book Intuitive Eating and the book, The Intuitive Eating Workbook, are really great place, really great things to read first. Um, that's by Evelyn Tribbley and Elise Resch, as I mentioned. Um, I also highly, highly recommend Lindo Bacon's work. I highly recommend Health at Every Size. Um, and I haven't read their book, Body Respect. That's the follow-up. It's supposed to be good. Um, so in those, in, in the intuitive eating books, they, uh, uh, do, 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 they sort of like lay out these principles and in the intuitive eating workbook, there are workbook activities to help you connect to them. There's journaling exercises, there's mm. thought exercises, um, there's, uh, you know, the tracking things, you know, like they really explain the concepts. Um, uh, Chrissy Harrison, who I mentioned, she also has an online self-paced course. And there are a lot of therapists and dietitians who sort of design self-paced courses that will help you sort of like move through this. Um, I'm being trained to become an intuitive eating coach or counselor. So people like me, you know, you could hire them mm. like your therapist mm-hmm. and you, we work mm-hmm. once a week and we go through the exercises and we process it, you know? Um, and, but, you know, I don't think you'd need to work with a person one-on-one, like mm-hmm. there's not really a way to, to do this wrong, but I do think mm-hmm. it is way more subtle than just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. I think if mm-hmm. people approach it like that, they end up getting really, really discouraged and disheartened because there's not the giving up diet mentality and there's not the self-care aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you are ready to say, I'm fucking done with diets, I'm fucking done with this shit. I just want to be at peace. Um, 
then I, I really recommend taking those steps, checking out the books, checking out Chrissy Harrison's online course or finding another online course that works for you. You can go to the intuitive eating website and find like registered counselors who can, you can work with. Um, and I think what to expect is, a, a kind of an emotional roller coaster, mm -hmm. um, but it will feel different than the one that you go on with mm. dieting. Mm -hmm. That was absolutely true for me, right? So mm. there was a lot of really talking myself off a ledge, like, okay, you know, you're having this thought, Caitlin, you're putting yourself down today. You don't like looking at yourself in the mirror. Just remind yourself, you didn't fucking like looking at yourself in the mirror when you were thinner either, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, all mm. of the yeah. things that we think weight loss will give us, think about if you actually got those things when you were smaller and how long did it last? You know, mm -hmm. when wow. I was smaller, I was always chasing that last five pounds. I was mm. never satisfied. I stayed in bad relationships. Um, uh, it was the focus of so many decisions in my life. Um, I mm -hmm. wasted so much time. Like I would spend vacations, like just exercising, like not <laughs> doing fun things. I was like, I have to make sure I go to an exercise class every, every day. So, mm -hmm. and giving that up, there's a lot of emotions that come with it. There's a lot of grieving, right? I had to mm -hmm. grieve the time that I lost. I had to grieve the bad relationships I stayed in because I didn't like my body. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it is really, it, it is really up and down, you know, like I will not say that's, this is a problem with the body positivity movement. I think is there like, love your body, just accept yourself. Like you're such a badass bitch. And it just is not going to feel like that every day, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, because again, mm -hmm. all of the messages are like thin is healthy. Fat is bad. If you're fat, you're bad. Mm -hmm. This is the good food. That's the bad food. So we're mm -hmm. constantly getting those messages. And so it's, that that's, I think what you would expect, right. Is there's like going to be a lot of up and down. There's going to be a lot of time where you're thinking, fuck this, I'm gaining weight. I don't like it. Um, or it might be like, I'm losing weight and now I'm confused. You know, some people do lose weight on intuitive eating. Um, you know, it, you just, cause we just all have different bodies, respect your body, right. your genetic blueprint. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it's just going to be a little bit of a roller coaster, but I'm, you know, for me on the other side, it's that food freedom. Um, you know, it's something I feel really passionately about. It's a lot of joy. Uh, I don't weigh myself. I don't have a scale. I don't measure myself anymore until I have to. Uh, mm. so I have a lot better days. I have a lot better body days. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's real, <sighs> right. That's what that's. So that's the answer. Like that's what the that's what the reason is, right? To mm -hmm. do something like that is to really learn to love yourself and and also I think do what your body needs. You know, give yourself what your body needs. Yeah. Intuitive yeah. eaters statistically eat more. Like this is sort of to you, I'm remembering this now from my training. Statistically, intuitive eaters just sort of eat more fruits and vegetables anyway. And right. have wow. more consistent exercise practices, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause there's less like emotional like guilt shit wrapped into it. I mean, that's I think such a big I totally see how that can unfold that way. Yeah, yeah man. Ugh. 
So the moral of the story is listen to bacon. <laughs> listen to listen bacon. Listen to bacon. Bacon knows. <laughs> Marie, how you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is blowing my mind. I mean, it really goes against everything you've been taught, like from my mm-hmm. mother. <laughs> you know, it's just like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but and and it's it's fascinating. We're doing this so. I have a very big birthday coming up and I was actually going to do like a 40 day countdown of restrictive dieting. Mm. I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm, mm-hmm. Actually. Okay. Yeah. That's such Maybe a good. Maybe instead you yeah. can get the workbook and see. I'm going to do I, that. I want to go get yeah. the workbook today wanna, and just I'm going to go get the workbook. It. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out if it's right for us, but like I definitely am interested wow. in I mean, learning more about this. Yeah. It's really blown my mind. It's, it's just, it really, yeah, just figure out how to love yourself and to be in your body love your body yeah and your heart also and i don't know this is like one of my things too is it's like i definitely self-harm with food when i'm like depressed Mm -hmm. like i definitely punish myself with food and like that's not gonna help you lose weight either you know what i mean like not that again we're not we don't we don't care about losing weight anymore now after talking to kayla but it's like that doesn't help you do anything that's not good for anything you know so i think that that's another part people don't talk about self-harm with food i don't think as much they talk about like oh i eat you know i i emotionally eat but i you know because i'm happy but it's like no it's like it's a also a there's a it, it, there's absolutely a thing there. is it absolutely mm-hmm. is and what I would but and right but what I would say about that right so that's why deal with your emotions with kindness is absolutely in there right mm-hmm. if you are someone who is hurting with food whether that is binging or restricting people mm-hmm. punish themselves mm-hmm. by restricting food too mm-hmm. I would encourage you to practice loving kindness and really think about what are the other ways that I could have been harming myself when I was in a tough and traumatic place Mm -hmm. and overeating is very low on the long-term health Mm. risks, right? When, Mm -hmm. and again, I am a therapist, I am a trauma therapist. And Mm -hmm. so like, there are so many ways in which we can do real lasting damage to ourself Mm-hmm. Overeating is way mm-hmm. less damaging, right? Mm-hmm. Than purging, um, mm-hmm. than active mm-hmm. self-harm, than a lot of drugs, mm-hmm. than a lot of alcohol abuse. Um, mm-hmm. So that's important to to recognize. That's very well, well said too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very well said too. Yeah. Wow, Caitlin. Oh God, what? <laughs> You're no awesome. idea. This is amazing. Yeah, this, this is, is like really... everybody needs to know. Yeah, and you know we're gonna. You're still. You're still gonna want. We're still gonna want to lose weight, right? And this is the uh, mm-hmm. just a final thing too. Like I think it's also again, body positivity is beautiful, but it has some shortcomings as a as a movement, right? It's not. It's a decentralized movement, so there's a lot of different moving parts to it, but. I also just want to acknowledge that like I, it is, I talked about thin privilege, right? There's also a social mm-hmm. justice component to this. It is absolutely mm-hmm. understandable to want to lose weight when you are dealing with weight stigma and fat phobia and oppression because you are in a bigger body, whether that's people on the street thinking they can come up to you and give you health and diet advice or mm-hmm. call you names or call you slurs or, you know, treat you horribly in relationships mm-hmm. or use your weight as a way to abuse you. Like there, there's different layers to this. It's, you know, there's a social justice aspect. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, so really recognizing that thin privilege, you know, does exist. Um, 
And it's really important for us to stand up, you know, for people in larger bodies so that it, they mm-hmm. don't have to deal with that extra layer of like lived daily oppression. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. will also be helpful. It will make us all healthier in the long run. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh my gosh. That's incredible. <laughs> Well, how can people find you? You're on Instagram and Facebook and all that sort of stuff. So I'd love for people to connect with you if they have any more questions or if maybe they want to hire you in the future Mm -hmm. or, you know, work with you separately. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, you can find me, CaitlinSteitzerTherapy.com, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. S-T-E-I-T-Z-E-R. My name is so hard to spell. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Caitlin, CaitlinSteitzerTherapy.com is my website. You can reach out through there. Um, I currently have a waiting list. I'm not accepting new clients, but I, I, I'm imagining I'll be opening up uh, potentially in the late fall or maybe early next year. You can find me on Instagram, Caitlin B. Steltzer. Oh, you know what? I'm private on Instagram. I need to change that. <laughs> I'm bad at social media, actually. <laughs> or you can listen uh, to my old pat- podcast, uh, Work It Out. We are hoping yeah. to to get back on there and then be yeah. on the lookout for Big and Talk sometime in the fall. Awesome. And I'll be including all these links in the description of this podcast so you can follow up and, and take a listen to both Katie and I's episode. I remember when we were talking on your podcast, it's just really, it was, it was extremely therapeutic <laughs> to just talk to two women who completely understood the journey of dieting and just, just, yeah. you know. And if you want to learn more about roller skating, you can yeah. listen to my episode. That's what we talked about. <laughs> um, also, this is so random, but we also are on a bi, sort of a semi bi weekly uh, tarot uh, stream on Twitch called the Tarot Experiment through uh, Carly Goodspeed, but she's Car- Carl's Bad Speed on, uh, on Twitch. Twitch. So, anyway, there's so many ways to find us all. Yes. Oh, Caitlin, thank you so much for oh, doing this. Thank you so we've, much. This we've learned so, so much, and I know oh, our my listeners. God. You've just blown our minds. Oh, I have no idea. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. You're all beautiful. Everyone listening, you're beautiful. You're beautiful just the way you are. Love yourself. I love you. Uh, it's oh. fine. <laughs> you're going to be fine. Everything is We're going to be fine. <laughs> you survived a, if you're listening to this, you survived a pandemic. So if nothing else, love your body for carrying you through the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.